Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Project Transformation Tennessee's Virtual Roundtable Podcast. My name is Keller Hawkins, and I, along with Janie Luna, have dreamed up this podcast as a way to celebrate and relive 10 years of Project Transformation Tennessee here in Middle Tennessee and beyond. Each week, we will be zoning in on one year of PT Tennessee's life, and we will have four wonderful humans joining us, one host and three guests, as they each tell their experience of transformation and renewal and challenge and all that comes with Project Transformation in a summer or after school program. We are so grateful that you have joined us for this and let us jump in to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Project Transformate. What is this called, Keller? Virtual Roundtable. Okay, hold on. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Project Transformation's Virtual Roundtable. This is your host, Courtney Aldrich Lawson, and I'm so excited for you to hear from our guest today uh, as we go back in time to 2012. This was Project Transformation Tennessee's inaugural summer, and wow, what has happened in 10 years? We have a lot to talk about today, uh, but first, I want you to... Um, uh, meet our guests. If you will each introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, where you were 10 years ago, how you got connected with this ministry called Project Transformation Tennessee. Erin, uh, we'll start with you. Sure. I'm so glad to be here. My name is Erin Medine Lusky. In 2012, I was Erin Medine and had spent a couple of years hearing the buzz about Project Transformation growing. I had previously been an intern um, at Project Transformation in Texas, and this vision of Project Transformation Tennessee had just started growing and growing and building some fire behind it. So in 2012, I packed my Chevy Silverado and I drove to Nashville in January. Um, and there's a great picture of me unloading boxes of books out of the back of my truck at the same time that my personal suitcases were also in the back of that truck. Um, so I was on staff at Project Transformation for the first summer um, in 2012 and several years after. But at this time, we were we were just figuring it out. That's right. That's right. Aaron, we're so glad you're here with us. Uh, Vanessa? Hi everyone, I am Vanessa Parker. I was a reading coordinator at Nancy Webb Kelly that first summer at Project Transformation Tennessee. I had just finished my sophomore year at the University of Evansville. And I remember that because I had just finished studying abroad in England the semester before, because I had to do my interview with Aaron over Skype with the time difference from England and it was just wild. Um, I became aware of Project Transformation through my home church. Uh, I go to Christ United Methodist Church in Franklin and we are a partner church with Project Transformation. So that is how I got 
connected and I was just excited. I was young. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I was ready for a fun summer. Oh, Vanessa, it's so good to see you and hear your voice. Uh, welcome. Janie? Um, hi, I'm Janie Luna, and in the summer of 2011, I was packing up my fourth and last child to leave for college and trying to figure out how to be an empty nester, and the phone rang, and it was Courtney saying, thinking about this new thing, would you come along and help? And it 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 was a God thing for me. It was a exactly what I wanted to do and um, had the wonderful adventure of going to Dallas with Aaron and Courtney that summer to look at PT because even though a daughter had worked in Dallas, I never really understood what she was doing. So going to see it firsthand was really exciting. And then I joined the leadership team and then that summer of 2012, (laughs) I just held on for the ride. (laughs) And that's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> oh, I think that's uh, spot on, Janie, for all of us. Podcast <laughs> over. I think we just told the story. Uh, hell on for the ride. Um, well, thank you all so much for, for joining us and joining this conversation. Uh, and I'll introduce myself. Um, again, my name is Courtney Aldridge Lawson, and um, I serve on staff. I served on staff with Project Transformation in 2012, and I'm still on staff with Project Transformation Tennessee. Um, and I'm just honored to be part of, of PT Tennessee's story from the beginning. Um, at, from here, you know, I, I know we want to jump into summer 2012. But it's hard to jump into summer 2012 without acknowledging uh, the vision and the um, story leading up to that summer, um, because that's very much so is linked to um, our, our experience and because it was our inaugural summer. So for those who, who don't know a little bit about PT Tennessee's story, um, there were some young adults, including myself and, and Rachel Luna and, and Aaron, who served as um, project transformation interns at PT North Texas for a number of years. And um, that's where we discerned this um, tiny vision uh, we heard the tiny whisper of, of, of God to explore starting a, a PT chapter in um, our own backyard of, of Tennessee. And um, we shared that with others who affirmed the vision. And every time we shared it with somebody else, they affirmed the vision. Um, and doors opened for uh, Project Transformation Tennessee to launch in 2012. Um, with a bunch of 20-somethings at the helm. Uh, and what an adventure it was. I, I'm curious, Aaron. Uh, Aaron was our very first employee hired at Project Transformation in February, and you hadn't even graduated college yet. You were still completing your last mm-hmm. semester. Um, I think you were supposed to walk, and it was like PT intern training week, so you couldn't even go back <laughs> to your school to, to walk. Um, but we had like a little mock celebration in, in Nashville as we're, you know, feeding interns. What do you remember just about the months leading up to starting Project Transformation Tennessee that first summer? Yeah, it was an unreal time. I think we, at the time, felt very prepared and very competent and 
as soon as summer came and for the 10 years after that, it was a growing realization that we were, in fact, not as prepared as we thought. Um, but what stuck out to me when we arrived in Tennessee is that everyone or when I arrived in Tennessee, like I said, I, or like Courtney said, I hadn't graduated college yet. I packed my truck, was doing virtual classes, bought myself a cake to celebrate graduation because we had other things to do. Um, but what struck me then and strikes me now is that so many folks said, yes, go do it. They trust us. Um, Janie was a big one of those, but there was so many others who showed up at that office at Tulip Street and said, I'm excited about what you're doing and I want to support you. And our job at that time was to figure out what that meant and who we were and how we could mobilize this energy into something that was good and fruitful and productive and um, true to the vision that had been placed on our hearts. So anyway, that's what it felt like. Courtney, I can't quite remember your question now. <laughs> Did I answer that? Yeah, I think you spoke to it. I think you spoke to it. Okay. Um, yeah, humble beginnings. I remember you know, we didn't really have an office. It was really our cars for a while, um, our dining room tables. All, and then one day we we you know talked with folks at Tulip Street and I met this church, and um, they agreed to to let us use the old choir room uh, for our office. And so we pulled out like uh, chairs, uh, you know, folding table and, and metal chairs, and all of a sudden, you know, set up our laptops and we had an office. We didn't have a printer. We would have to like run down to Aaron's down the street who lived in East Nashville anytime we wanted to print because we just didn't have the money. Uh, I remember a lot of questions about how we were going to raise all the money that it took to start this thing. And um, uh, that whiteboard, board, there was a whiteboard marker board in the office with just a massive to-do list. And every day mm -hmm. we could go in and start crossing things off. Janie, what do you remember about those months leading up? Oh, just being caught in yours and Aaron's energy and, um, you know, meeting new people. I was, came from Franklin first and, um, but it was such a, it was such a wonderful opportunity to meet people from other Methodist churches and, and see other people excited about this young adult thing going on and, um, you know, sort trying to learn how to, do the books, whatever, what did we call that? <laughs> the level, the books. We oh, had, yes. Trying to learn to do that. Cause when a lot of those came into us, but you know, there was a lot of work. There was just so much work to do. There was just always something. And it was, it was just exciting. It was, it really was exciting. Courtney, I, I remembered something else just to add is that there was a degree of fear in that first year too. Mm -hmm. I, you talk about the fundraising. We mm -hmm. were, counting every penny up to up to and through the launch to make sure that we had the capacity to do this um, and to do it well. And so it was exciting. We were thrilled. We were anticipatory about what was going to happen in that summer. But there was also this, you know, is this going to work? We we don't see it quite yet. Not all the pieces are in place quite yet. And we still have to move forward. Yes. Yes. There were, there, uh, each day really was a, a step of faithfulness that we were all taking, um, and, and really trusting that 
um, all of the right pieces would come together. And so the way that, that God had imagined for them to come together, um, you know, we, I, I remember just feeling the Holy Spirit's presence a lot, you know, with every partner church that said, yes, we're in, or every host church that courageously said, yeah, let's, let's try this. Um, uh, and I also remember, um, usually about every Friday afternoon, I would call Vana, who was the board chair at that time, just in tears saying, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think this is going to work. Um, and, and I remember crying with you too, Aaron, a lot. <laughs> and it just so happened that the moment that I was feeling really, um, worried about everything were the moments that you were feeling really strong. And then I think that kind of flips the moments that you were feeling really worried. I was feeling really strong. And so it just, it worked. We kind of carried one another uh, in uh, those moments of fear and anxiety. Well, let's talk about showing up summer 2012 officially starting. Um, and Vanessa, I wonder if you can take us back to um, that first <laughs> week of project transformation, showing up for check-in and starting training week. What do you remember? Oh boy. I just remember showing up to Belmont with my parents and them asking me questions about what I'm going to be doing for the summer and me saying, I don't know, I'm going to help run this day camp for children and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I just remember like not really knowing what I signed up for. Um, I remember the chaos of check-in and like trying to find my room. And I remember I had to switch rooms at the last second for some reason, because there was some sort of error, like in the way that everyone had been assigned. I was like, okay, like I lost my roommate on the first night. It was great. But <laughs> I just remember like just being along for the ride. I don't know. Um, I just remember the excitement, like getting to meet all of these other young people and just how excited we were and how much fun we thought we were going to have, you know, not just with the kids, but with each other, like getting to know, like I'd never lived in community before. I just remember like being nervous, but excited because that was a big part of PT was serving together, eating together, living together. And it was different than the college experience where it's just kind of like, yeah, you live together, but you don't really have the same intentional community like we had at PT. Um, I hope that answers your question. I was just excited, nervous, wondering what I was getting into. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And I think we were sharing that. Aaron, how about you? Do you, I don't know, do you remember what we were doing the day of intern check-in? I sure do. Um, I don't know if you recall this, but do you remember you you got physically ill? I thought you did. Too. I thought we both got really. We've been working. No, no, I was fine. You were fine with me. <laughs> Let's create that narrative. <laughs> um, I don't recall if I felt bad or not, but I do know that you felt bad. Um, I remember I, I go go and take a nap because I was so sick. We had been working, right? You know. 15, 16 hour days. We know, knew nothing at the time about work-life balance. There was no such thing. Uh, and so we were, I was just exhausted and was sick the first 24 hours of the interns being here. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that. I remember 
Um, we were at Belmont setting up registration a few hours before we were getting ready to start. And our friend Drew Lamb, who was one of the first year interns, just walks into the building hours early just to see if we needed some help. Um, Drew is and Lord. Yes. <laughs> and also, I had talked to all these folks on the phone. Um and done the hiring and the interviewing. So every time someone came in, I just loved them and <laughs> had to kind of tone that down a little bit. Oh, gosh. Janie, what do you remember about that first summer starting out? Our, the, that it had to be close to the first week. Memorial Day, you didn't have anybody to do dinner. So... The Aldridge's and the Lunas did dinner. Bill and J.W. cooked chicken or something on the grill all afternoon. And we combined our resources and drove down to Belmont in that little bitty room that was that first place. And Martin and Bill and J.W. and I are putting out the food. And this tall, skinny fella with this... I mean, I'm from the South, but the funniest Southern accent I think I've ever heard says in this big voice across the room, I love baked beans because Marta had made a lot of baked beans. And it I, it was the, I, that just defined that first couple of days. I love baked beans and I love Morgan Stafford, one of my favorite people of all time. But that was the funniest introduction in it and you know that that just kind of how the summer went just (laughs) funny little tidbits of time with people oh yes um uh, mom still makes those baked beans and i think every time (laughs) she makes them we hear that hear that story so uh it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, so friends, let's go back to 2012. Here we are, uh, our very first summer. We had 24 young adults serving with us, uh, including the Vanessa Parker with us today. Um, uh, And we were at three different host churches. Uh, That would be Tulip Street United Methodist, Nancy Webb Kelly United Methodist, and 61st Avenue United Methodist. Uh, And in our our circle, uh, we're 222 elementary and middle school students, and then we had two full-time staff, uh, Courtney and Erin. Um, so humble beginnings, and and we just didn't know what to what would happen when we got all these interns and children in the space. I mean, we um, we had been preparing for this day. We had you know been mobilizing partner churches and coordinating meals and hiring interns and registering participants and then all of a sudden people started showing up and meeting one another uh, i'm curious um uh what stands out to you and uh, as far as that summer as far as who you met that summer who do you remember meeting um and just building some unique relationships with um i can I can jump in on this. The first person that came to mind was my roommate. I was with Hannah and she started dating Drew that summer. And I thought of them immediately because it was just so special that I got to go to their wedding a couple of years later. So that was just so nice. And I remember that because it was the same day that my younger sibling was graduating from college 
out of state. And I was like, I'm not missing this wedding. And drove, I missed the ceremony and made it the four hour journey to catch the reception. And so I was like, I can't miss this. This is just one of the most special couples I have ever known in my life. Those are the first people that I thought of. And I love, you know, just following what they're doing in life and seeing as they grow their family. I love that. Well, I spent most of that first summer helping at 61st and, um, and I knew the, the folks there from a, a long-term relationship between our church and 61st, but there were still things that, um, surprised me. And, and once again, Morgan pops into mind when they were doing Jonah and the whale. And I was, there was a little boy who'd showed up and he was, we were into the summer by that point and the, the talk about God, they'd set up this, this incredible room with using box fans and plastic so that Morgan was actually Jonah and you were in the whale's belly in this poor little this poor little child, he's he had a death grip on my hand as I'm showing him around where everything is and what was happening at PT. And he he was late to the program, and so and I op- opened the door and looked in, and I said, "Look, you can go into the whale's buddy, belly and learn about what happened to Joan." He started sobbing and he said, don't put me in the whale's belly. Don't put me in the whale's belly. I thought, oh God, traumatized this kid for the rest of his life. But, (laughs) but they were just, and there was a child that slept on the floor in Katie's office because I don't know what we didn't, I, I don't know what was going on in his nightlife, but he wasn't getting enough sleep. And just the fact that, they made they made space for him to take care of him and give him that place to rest. And then Deidre Raymer would go out and play basketball with him one on one when to give him just that special time. And it it was just so wonderful to see those young adults meet those children where they needed to be met. That's so true. When I think about that summer, I think that we did all the planning to create an experience, but what happened is all these people showed up and we were all experiencing it together. And I think that was true for us creating it for the interns and for interns trying to create experiences for the children and the volunteers trying to take care of the interns. Um, We were all walking through the experience together. No one um, was in charge here or had a master plan. Um, Courtney, when you think, when I think back to the people who we interacted with a lot that summer, it was the site church pastors who again, agreed to throw open their doors and say, yes, let's do this. Um, Paul Slintz and Nita Haywood and Toy King and Pat at, at Nancy Webb Kelly and Pastor Matt at Tulip Street. And then the leadership team of site coordinators, um, who also said, yes, we're going to take charge here and try to make something. Um, And I just remember all the conversations we had to have to sort out who and what we were trying to be as we were trying to be it and do it. So that those were the most important relationships that summer. Hmm. There was this sense that um, something special was happening in that inaugural class. 
Like we knew that, that we were all setting, we were all cre part of creating something. Um, and I, I just remember, you know, problems would come up and people would just find solutions for them and then let us know, hey, this was the challenge and I think this is what we're gonna do to make it better and this is our suggestion moving forward. And we were like, awesome, great. Um, uh, just day to day, there was just this resilience and excitement um, and challenges, yes, but um, just knowing that the Holy Spirit was at work here. This was, something was happening bigger than just any one of us. Um, and so I wonder if maybe that's a direction we can we can move. Where did you sense the Holy Spirit that first summer? Um, where did you sense really the transformation? What stories stand out for you? I have one. And you won't remember this, Courtney. But it was that first week, and I was at 61st, and, and I was thinking, I think I need to get off this ride. It's a way too much for me. I mean, you know, all my, just, I think my middle class background and this, I was just scared to death because I don't, I don't know if these kids, these young adults know what they're doing. These Some of these kids are really wild, and and I, I walked to the door. You were running around, you know, came in for something. And I said, Courtney, I don't know if we should be doing this. And I mean, this was like the first or second day <laughs> and it was wild and chaos. And, and, and I will never forget you transform me. And it was probably the Holy spirit working through me, what you said to me, because I've gone back to it many times. You said, we have to be brought to our knees for this to work. And um, I, and I just stood there and I thought, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. And it, and it really was at that point I was transformed because I realized how much I had to learn from the young adults. They had so much to teach me and I just needed to sit down and let them teach me and the kids too. Um, that I can't say enough about the kids that have come to us through the years and how much I've learned from them. But, but I think it's the humbleness of this program that has brought so many people like myself and just made us huge cheerleaders for it because um, remembering that we all have to go to our knees every once in a while is is important and makes it go on too. But you, you kept me coming back to 61st that first week. I was ready to bail at that point in time, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank heavens. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't. I'm so glad you didn't. I don't know if this quite answers the question, but this is kind of what came to mind while listening to Janie speak. Um, as an intern at Nancy Webb Kelly, it was very difficult. Like I won't sugarcoat it. We had a lot of behavior issues and a lot of us didn't quite know what we were doing and it was hard. And I remember in the first week we had these two boys who were always cutting up, always misbehaving and we didn't know what to do with them. And I said, by the end of this summer, these two kids will be our favorite ones at camp, just watch. And I remember the last day of camp when it kind of 
hit us as interns, like, oh my goodness, it's over. And as the parents were coming to pick up their children, I believe there are six of us, I have to count, um, six or seven interns. And we were just full sobbing as the parents showed up, like to pick up their kids. And as the kids, you know, were ready to walk home and just seeing the looks on the parents' faces, like, oh my goodness, these people, like they've loved my child this summer because it was hard for us to leave. And I just remember Zach like watching us sob and he was like, popsicles, you can't cry if you're eating popsicles and running out the room and coming back with a literal armful of those like really cheap, just regular iced popsicles. And we were just like grabbing them, like trying not to cry like that. That's what I remember most about PT, like how much we, grew to just rely on each other, how much we grew to love the kids and how much we felt much like JD, like, oh, I can't do this. But at the end, seeing like, oh my goodness, we, we did this. We made this summer better for these kids. We did this together. Um, that was just a really powerful moment for me. I can't think of just like one instance, but it was kind of like you know, seeing the bird's eye view of summer, the whole thing is what was so powerful. I agree. It was about seeing you all and, and Jamie, you were one of the big ones and the interns rally over and over and over and over again until we made it through. And then I remember at that last worship service where we had a reflection time and people were able to come to the altar if they just had concerns about, you know, where we go from here or had things that they were still struggling with and just watching interns um, feel the weight of what they had just been a part of and what they had just done. And that in the end, they made it happen because they trusted that it could um, through this community and, and through the Holy Spirit at work. So we were privileged to just get to watch that, um, of course, be a part of it in a small way, but a lot of it was watching other folks rally and, and show up and be with people and be present. Mm. You know, one of the, the things that really stands out to me about that first summer um, is the very first family fun night. And I think I was at 61st Avenue. That was my um, the host church where I was hanging that evening. And just to see, you know, PT families and young adults and host church members and partner churches, like all eating around a table with one another. And I think there was probably a pie in the face that happened. That was always a big mm -hmm. hit in family fun nights um, and has been for 10 years. Let me confirm. Mm -hmm. um, but just to see all of these different people just celebrating one another and literally breaking bread with one another. There was just something so sacred. And I just remember feeling like so honored to even be in that space. Um, and that has not gone away for me in 10 years. Every time I go to a feeling fun night, it's just like, oh, this is so holy. All these different people who are just showing up to eat and celebrate community, um, being led by young people to do so. It just, to me, that those are the most powerful nights of Project Transformation. 
you know, Janie, I have to ask you, uh, this is not just um, limited to 2012, but over many years, you have become known as the PT Mama, um, where <laughs> many, many young adults, when they are uh, away at from home at Project Transformation for the summer, have found um, home at the Luna's house with Janie and JW. And you've just gotten to know so many young adults over the year. Can you talk a little bit about what that's been like for you to have all these young people. Oh, it's been so much fun. And as Vanessa talked about Drew and, and Hannah, I'm thinking about a bunch of the interns came out one Saturday night and used our fire pit. I don't know. We cooked some oars or hot dogs or something. And, you know, I don't think about my husband as being somebody who really is studies people for relationship goals or anything like that. And when they left, I was so surprised when he turned around and he said, that boy doesn't know it yet, but that Lexi's going to marry him. And she goes, she... <laughs> and it was so funny because I had kind of thought mm, there's something going on here, but he, he nailed it. He said, yeah, that poor, he doesn't know what's going on, but Lexi's going to marry him. And she mm. did. But be oh, the, the, the young adults have just been yep. so much fun, so much fun. We, they have um, many funny stories of um, of them through the years, and we've just enjoyed getting to know them. Janie, so many young adults have said as they think back on their summer experience with PT that one of the major influencers in their time was you. What is that like to have all these young people who are like really um, inspired by you and all that you are to our communities? Oh, I don't know how to answer that. I just, um, because I just feed off of them. They're just, you know, that it's, it's, I love their conversations. I love hearing their thoughts. And like I said, I've learned, I've learned a whole much, a whole much, bunch more from them than I've ever given any wisdom to them I don't think but um but just their energy and their compassion and their empathy and you know sitting at a dinner table and hearing college stories and then knowing that they share I've always thought it's so important about PT that our college students sit at the lunch table with the kids. And many of our kids, the only college person they know is their teacher in the classroom. But this is a chance to, to really interact with somebody who's, who's in college and whose circumstances might not be a whole lot different from our kids, but you know, they've, they've made it there and they're, they're going through the process and, Oh, I just, there's such a, a wealth of good things from our, our college students. And I've just enjoyed everyone I've gotten to know. Hmm. Well, at PT, we're all about mutual relationships. And I can tell you that many of our young adults feel the same about you. Um, you know, Project Transformation, uh, this community, um, we really try to create space for one another to experience the transformational love of God. And I'm, we talk about how, well, this is not a summer job. It really is an experience of a lifetime. Um, and so while it's joyful to talk specifically about 
uh, that summer of 2012. I'm interested to let's let's um, uh, kind of gain a larger view and talk about where we are now um, and how that summer has stuck with us in, in ways and how our time at PT has impacted our, our life. Um, Vanessa, I hope you don't mind, but I thought of this in prepping for today's podcast and I thought I would play um, something that I have never deleted from my phone. Are y'all ready for this? Let's see if you can hear it. Hi, Courtney. This is Vanessa Parker. I was just calling because I'm sitting here studying for my social work classes, and I just wanted to thank you for all of the awesomeness that you do at Project Transformation because I never learned how much like social work I was doing until I started reading these textbooks. So I just called to thank you and said that you were doing amazing work, and I'm just so grateful. You don't have to call me back or anything. I just wanted to call and thank you, and I hope you're having a great day. Bye. But, Vanessa, do you remember leaving me that voicemail on January twenty third, fifteen? No, not at all. But I, <laughs> well, you my did. accent's so much stronger than I thought. <laughs> well, you did, and it's just been one of those voicemails I've never been able to delete. It uh, was mm -hmm. such an encouragement to me at the time, and uh, so you tell me about where you were in twenty fifteen social work uh, class. You were. Um, University of Louisville, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. I stand by everything I said in that voicemail. Even these years later, PT easily changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I remember where I was and it was a Friday experience and I was at Mercy Community Healthcare in Franklin. And I just remember sitting there going, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. What do I need to do to get a job here? And they said, get your master's in social work and your license. I said, done. They weren't hiring when I finished my master's in social work. So I got a different job, but that's okay. Um, but PT is what made me know like social work is what I want to do. And I am currently getting my PhD in social work. So I'm, you know, I've had a couple of years practice experience. Now I'm kind of looking at the research side of it. But I stand by that voicemail 100%. Like, absolutely. Learning about things like food deserts, food insecurity, learning about how um, poverty impacts families, impacts, you know, children and outcomes is just, I still think about my kids every day from working at Project Transformation. Like, I stand by that voicemail. I do not remember leaving it. <laughs> But it makes me so happy that you kept it. <laughs> oh, six years. Six years I've kept it. So, uh, and you're in Chicago now. Is that right, Vanessa? I'm in Urbana-Champaign. Ah. So central Illinois. Very good. Very good. And so what, what are you hopeful to do with your PhD? I want to go back and teach. I want to educate the future social workers. That's mm -hmm. the goal. Wonderful. Oh, that's so yeah. wonderful. Mm -hmm. Aaron, how about you? Where are you today and how has PT been part of your journey? Yeah, so um, the thing that stands out to me about how PT has impacted my journey since is something that Patty Smith told us that first training week. She told us teaching is not telling and learning is not listening. 
And she was trying to get us to understand that if we wanted to teach these kids anything, it had to be more about creating experiences and um, engaging with people on a real experiential level where sometimes it took hard feelings and good feelings and all of that to grow into something new. And I followed that path pretty much my whole career since then um, in creating learning communities and, and leadership development programming. Currently, I'm at the University of Missouri um, doing leadership development programming, among other things, to support employees here and build a community that we all are proud of. Um, so that's I still think of that anytime I do any kind of training or I'm with any kind of learning community that teaching is not telling and learning is not listening. It's about being together and interacting together. So that's what PT has given me. Wonderful. Janie? Oh, gosh. Well, from 10 years ago, I'm, I'm now a grandmother three times over, which is the great joy of my life. And, um, and just living for the moment when PT can be fully back to <laughs> where we can sit on that, on the pews and read with kids again. That's just, that's just, I'm waiting for that moment in time, but, um, but I've just enjoyed watching all of you. I hated when Erin moved off from us, but watching her um, go off and do good things. And it was so exciting when Keller Hawkins came back to Nashville and brought all of her good stuff back with her. And um, it's, 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 it's kind of like being a grandparent and seeing, you know, all the good things that these young adults are, are sprouting their wings and doing. And that's, that's fun to see. Um, but like I see with PT for me, I just want to sit on that pew and read books again. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, we feel the same way. And we're trusting that that day is near. We're getting, close. yes, we're getting close. Courtney, I have a question for you. Can no I do it? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? the summer 2012 specifically taught you? Can you isolate that in your brain? Um, I guess what stands out to me is uh, great question. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I think it's um, I don't want this to sound cliche, but really trusting the journey, really trusting the journey. Um, oh, Vanessa's le leaving. We'll see you soon, Vanessa. Bye, Vanessa. So good to see you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's what I learned that first summer. It was, it was such a journey to get there, and uh, just the roller coaster of emotions and. You know, are we going to have the people and are people going to show up when they said they were going to volunteer and is the funding going to be there? And then all of a sudden summer starts and all those questions and worries just went away and people showed up and, um, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was hard. It was hard, <laughs> but, um, I remember more of the beauty of it all than the, the challenges. 
yeah. You want to keep going and take over as co-host or take over as host of the podcast? <laughs> very good. But if I don't have to answer the Krista Tippett questions, maybe. Oh, yes. That prompts me. Okay. So this is my very Just first kidding. podcast that I've ever hosted and it will probably be my last. Um, and uh, I... Uh, was uh, um, just been inspired by the amazing Krista Tippett on on being, and she always ends her podcast with rapid fire. And I think Brene Brown does too. Anyways, so we're gonna try mm-hmm. some rapid fire questions that I am going to make up on the fly because that's what I'm gonna do. So, um, uh, in one word, how would you finish this sentence? A PT summer is full, fun. Uh, messy beautiful with a hyphen can I do that Mm -hmm. okay all right um finish this sentence community is community to me is just what you described about family fun night it's people of all ages colors I mean, whatever, coming together and sitting down at the table and sharing a meal and finding our commonalities together. And I'm, I'm like you. I, I love family fun nights and, and seeing that happen. I'd say open arms. Hmm. The word that comes to me is belonging. Community is belonging. Oh, was that supposed to be a one word? I think I broke the rules. It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's it there are lots of hyphens. And it's fun. One thing that you took away from your, your experience with the PT community. Trust. Hmm. That's a good one. That is a good one. Growth. Hmm. I think I'm going to piggyback on errands and say trust as well. Um, what's a prayer you have for the PT community going forward? I would say, I think we're all finding the re-entry into the hopefully post-COVID world maybe more challenging than we thought. And that, um, PT can find its place in whatever this new world's going to look like. I mean, we hope it's going to look, we hope for PT that we're, we look like we used to, but y'all have done an amazing job of um, pivoting as Courtney likes to say, and, and, you know, keeping us going. And, um, but my prayer is that we, we find our, we find our way and and following God's direction and um, that we come back better and um, full of energy and and excitement like we always have in in the future in the in the post COVID world. I think I broke the run word rule again. Sorry, Courtney. <laughs> oh, did I say one word? I didn't mean that. You can say it. <laughs> but that was too long, but it was hard. 
So my prayer for our PT community uh, moving forward, uh, I think it's that we continue to stay on our knees. I mean, Janie kind of alluded to how important that is. Um, and it's uh, never faded in value. I mean, Project Transformation Tennessee was and is a vision of God. And it's, it is God's ministry. It's no one person, no one denomination, no one neighborhood, no one group. And my prayer is that um, everybody in PT's circle just continue to um, remember that and be prayerful and uh, look to God to set the path and um, trust that. And I would say I've had the privilege of being able to watch from a close distance where PT has come over the past 10 years and have seen PT and all the people involved reinvent yourselves in some ways um, over changing times, um, whether that's COVID or um, as you have grown and changed and encountered changes within our societies, within our communities and within our cultures. PT has continued to shift and what you were referring to as staying humble and, and on your knees to me is responding with the integrity that PT is built on something beyond us and also that it is built on joy. That is my second prayer is that there will continue to be so much joy and that Every morning starts with Harambe and we should start everything we do with joy, bringing it to the interns and to the kids. And I hope that that never goes away, no matter what iteration of PT we're in, if it's virtual or in-person or, or some combination of the two. And I think we've lost Courtney. So <laughs> it is like twelve summer. <laughs> Well, thank you all for um, your presentation. That was a great way to end. <laughs> great ending is 2012 all again. Well, thank you all. <laughs> and huzzah for 2012. Let me take you to Rio, Rio. Fly over the ocean like an eagle, eagle. And we can chill in like a zebra, a zebra.